welcome to Dungeons and Dragnos. Woo! Welcome to Dungeons and Dragnos, everybody. It's time for both of those things. <laughs> Chris is chugging a beer. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? How are you doing, Carlisle? I'm quite unwell, Chris. Why is that? Because we had a lot of cocktails last night. Yeah. And now I'm I'm a little unwell. Do you have you ever consumed Fire in the Booth, the radio show? Um, I've I've consumed bourbon in the booth, mm. which is brown and urban in the booth, which was a similar radio rap time for specifically brown and black rap artists. Okay, which to be fair, is most of them. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, it seems a little pointless. But, no, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. What I would say Charlie Sloth is most known for. The reason we're talking about this is one of the one of the cocktails I had is called Fire in the Booth, and it had Tabasco in it. What about really? Charlie Sloth? Um, someone will be doing a freestyle, and he loves to like put in some some punctuation with a with a big sound effect. Okay. Um, and it's like some shattering glass, or someone going perfect, or. Uh, Harugan, or you know, Harugan. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's got quite he's a got, he's got a he's got an sound soundboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for when he thinks someone's delivered a good line. Okay. And it would really motivate me today if every time I gave you an excellent idea or a good little riff <laughs> on the podcast, you I could... smash this bottle on the floor. That would be a huge help to okay. me. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. What, what, what? So today we're doing safari. We're doing safari today, ladies and gentlemen. Which is something we started doing like eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to finish it off now. Woo! Are we going to like use any of the content before? I thought it was Oh, no, 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 no. Well, it probably was, but I don't want to edit through that and I can't remember it. So <laughs> we can't really build on it. That's very fair. What safari are So we're coming we in straight fresh. Well, also on this podcast, we homebrew things for Dungeons & Dragons. That's something we do on Dungeons & Dragons. That's for you newcomers. We know most of you Dungeonsies are uh, big, long-time fans. <laughs> uh, but occasionally someone new shuffles through the door and Carl has to establish that yeah. we do homebrew... Uh, items, characters, archetypes, stories, dungeons uh, for the game Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and if you are new, you're not welcome. So, <laughs> I don't. I mean, obviously, we've never filmed one of these, um, but Carl and I do spend the entire sort of forty minutes to an hour glaring at the microphone, imagining that it's anyone who is not an established <laughs> listener. Of um, of Dungeons and Dragons, um, not for that reason, but we do spend a pretty reasonable amount of time. Uh, reasonable is the wrong word. Staring at the microphone like it's a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to deliver to it. Yeah, we do. So Safari, Safari. Have you come up with some great ideas? I've come up with ideas. <laughs> some of my ideas are on the same note that I made on my phone from when we tried to do this eight months yeah, ago. Yeah. And back when I wrote them, I had some amount of context in my head, but now I don't. So I've got two ideas. I know what they are. Okay. 
one idea I came up with this morning, and I, I mostly know what it is. One idea I can improvise on from from a distant time, and two things written down that I do not know what they're supposed to be. <laughs> I've got three things. Take them or leave them. Okay. We start off with, are you having a giraffe? Okay. Now, Carl, he sounds English, but he's Johnny Foreigner to me. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> having, having grown up in the, in the mighty nation of Luxembourg, he doesn't understand a lot of our, of our key cultural references. Um, yeah. Chief among them, uh, Cockney rhyming slang, in which I'm always speaking. <laughs> I can't even tell if you're being serious or not right now. Um, this, this might have been an issue. I'll be like, Carl, uh, do, do you want to head down the apples and pears? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I hate fruit. What's wrong with you? <laughs> that, is, that's, that is something I've said. My mother was killed in much the same fashion as Isaac Newton, where a very heavy apple <laughs> fell on her head. You think that killed Isaac Newton? Yeah. When did he come up with gravity after that? No, no, he got hit by the little apple and got gravity. And wrote that down, and then moments later, having not moved from his bench under the tree, was hit by a gargantuan apple. <laughs> Which with was the density of a sun. It was very, very angry that apples in general weren't cited in the paper. Uh, and it crushed him. Um, and, and later, my mother. <laughs> Um, yeah, so an, an, a, another piece of Cockney rhyming slang, um, which, by the way, is not a thing, as far as I'm aware, that anyone in the modern day uses, okay. but is a sort of cultural touchstone nonetheless, is having a giraffe or, or okay. a laugh. Yeah. Um, I thought Cockney rhyming slang always had to be two things. There's always something and something. No, no. Okay. I could hop in my jam jar right now. <laughs> okay. Drive away, for example. How do you drive away at a Turkish bazaar, though? Uh, <laughs> flying carpets. Let's fucking go. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons. Perfect. Um... <laughs> just for us really <laughs> okay so are you having a giraffe what is what is the actual idea now that we've explained what cockney rhyming slang is for about five minutes so it's a spell Great. um and the 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 idea is that you have to make your your opponents have a giraffe um, okay so what you've got to do is inject into the situation some animal-based humor <laughs> it has to be animal based yeah. yeah and if it's successful and I don't think this is measured by dice rolls it's obviously measured yeah. by the responses of people the around table. the table um, then your enemies will, will fall about the place laughing grasping their, their chuckling bellies uh, and just be completely unable to fight um, <laughs> okay so for example if you were to say why couldn't the family see the large bird on safari? He moved. Wow. Then naturally... Crash! <laughs> <laughs>
the whole field, perhaps for miles, would be immobilized <laughs> in, in immense laughter. Do you have any more examples? I looked up one. I looked up one animal joke. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that's what I like about it, that, that it's not decided by some petty thing like a dice, but instead <laughs> the humans around the table decide how hilarious you are yeah. and what kind of humour you bring. Well, one kind of humour. Animal humour. Animal humour. <laughs> what calibre of animal humour you bring, I yeah. suppose, is what I was, what I was getting at. Um... And that's 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 pretty much where I am with the, with the thing. <laughs> um, I don't think they should take any damage. Obviously, laughter isn't isn't a weapon, but but I think it can be used to to pacify. Well, it can, yeah, it can incapacitate them. They yeah. fall over. They fall over. Um, they <laughs> they fall over. They fall on the floor. They keel down on the floor. Over. They go from being upright to loud. <laughs> the man on the street looked at me. Chris just attempted to climb out the window for not being able to pronounce whatever word he was going for there. And came back in due to judgment. Otherwise, I believe he would have committed entirely to falling out of our first apartment window. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, I mean, they're rendered prone. Prone. Um, I guess they can every turn then mm-hmm. roll a roll a, a saving throw, be it a wisdom or a charisma, probably charisma saving throw against your character's spell yeah. save DC. Yeah. And if they succeed, they can get up. They can they can wipe the tears out of their eyes. They can <laughs> take a deep breath and get back to stabbing you with pointy things. Yeah, yeah. I think this is like I don't know. Maybe this is like once a fight. You know, you gotta gotta lay people low with your animal humor only in the direst of situations. Yeah, because you're gonna run out of jokes. <laughs> so you're saying it's like a, it's like a third level spell slot required. Yeah. Yeah. To use this because it's so effective if you have an animal joke that will make the table. Yeah, laugh. yeah. Although the, the situation in which you decide to use that third level spell slot and no one, you don't give anyone a giraffe. Heartbreaking. <laughs> that is devastating. Yeah, a huge waste of your resources. And I think that drama is what we need. Yeah. No, I agree. Fire. I did <laughs> Okay, so for, for well, well, we've had one of yours. For the one of mine, would you like one I know what it is, one I sort of know what it is, or one I don't know what it is? Let's start on steady footing. Okay. And then, and then move into the darkness of the safari. <laughs> we started... We did so. We did a little bit of this, and I, we probably neither of us probably remember any of that real discussion. Um, but uh, gift shop masks that give you animal traits. Oh, cool! Is cool, is cool. one idea that I know what it is, and the other one I know what it is, but I clearly came up with it this morning because uh, it's not very good. <laughs> um, is you know how a rhino horn is like an aphrodisiac in Ooh. some places? So you get a rhino horn, and you play it like a horn, and it gives you a big stiffy. Okay. That's what I've got written down. 
And Which one of these do you think has the most potential? <laughs> is that a boon to your character's virility? Is it a sort of um, Rhino Viagra? Um, <laughs> or is it is it like an incapacitating stiffy? Have you got to just go and the deal with that? The stiffy ever. Or if, if, it, if it's literally a bigger stiffy than you would otherwise have, yeah. then it could be like all the blood goes into your stiffy. And yeah. And you like, you're delirious. And then you have like disadvantage on everything because you can't think. There's no oxygen in your brain. Yeah. All your blood's in your willy. That's what you're going with. <laughs> I'm spitballing here. It gives you such a big <laughs> cock. <laughs> That your brain just has no oxygen supply. This is the Safari episode. <laughs> we gotta get exotic with it. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, how are we gonna acquire a horn of a rhino? Cut one off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Anne. Okay. <laughs> It's not going to be from like a, a poacher sex magician or, you know. Well, it could be from could a be. poacher sex magician. That, yeah, I imagine that you can't just use any rhino's horn because obviously it yeah. has to be fashioned into an instrument. But maybe an amount of magic needs to be applied to it by a weird sex magician. Yeah, yeah. I would be surprised if any instrument had that power just inherently. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, fantasy. So, um, so who do you, who do you, is this a class you can be as someone who can fashion a rhino horn? Or do you have to, t you have to go find a weird sex shop in your, in your city, you know, a mm. little tavern with a weirdo in the corner who's like, if you give me that horn in four hours, I'll come back with a horn that looks much the same, but it'll give you a massive whack. <laughs> <laughs> and cause brain bleeds. Yeah. <laughs> um, what this has reminded me of, which is a, a genuine fact, I believe, okay. is that one of the reasons elephants are poached is that tusks are believed in, in a lot of tribes yeah. to be an aphrodisiac. Um, and I think this this builds on that in a good in a good way. Um, so we're just saying any, any safari animal horn can do this if you if you if you if you, if, you, if you do your due diligence. Yeah. If you get it to a perverted bard who can channel yeah. it into a... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, how many people can you affect with this horn? Does it affect you? Is, is it a sacrifice you have to make to dispel an army, also give yourself a big stiffy, and then people who are like, la la la, I can't hear you with their fingers in their ears, then they wait for you to fall over, and then they're like, go, 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 now! All the enemies are... <laughs> collapsed with their big willies. You're telling me this is a self-destruct button, in no, no, effect. No. So, well, maybe. Yeah. I'm wondering how, what the effect it has on the user. Is it anyone who hears the horn yeah. gets a big stiffy? Okay. Um, I put it to you that there's a class of person who would struggle to get a big stiffy. Nah, just big, big clitoris. <laughs> Get a wide on. Yeah. Your genitals swell with blood. Oh, God. <laughs> to the point that you are incapacitated. Because <laughs> all your blood's in your gooch. That's, oh. that's my, that's oh, my suggestion for a fantasy weapon. <laughs> 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 Cool, cool. Um, that's what we're working with. 
Um, <laughs> I think, yeah. I, uh, can one fashion sufficient quality fantasy earplugs, earmuffs? Um, mm. Van Gogh yourself, you know, it's... Yeah, I, I guess, is it about, like, the, the sound waves themselves have the magical property, so yeah. that doesn't even matter, or is it about the fact you hear it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because like, is it like the in Preacher, if you can't hear what he's telling you to do, then it doesn't affect you? Okay. Um, so that could be a defense against it, is yeah. it before a battle, everybody goes in with great big ear defenders, but then they can't hear their commanders saying, Look out! Big walrus. Okay. Sorry, I pivoted into the Arctic. Away from our safari theme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretend I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I... Yeah, how powerful is this thing? Because, like... I mean, if it it actually (laughs) drains your body of blood, then real powerful. Real, real powerful. Maybe maybe it's not then you can take it to a bar. Maybe there's like three or four in existence made by like a crazy demigod in the past who was all about weird fucking. Yeah, yeah. There there were lots of demigods and weird fucking. Yeah. Listen to our... um, Pantheon episode. Weird fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we had a sex god in our Pantheon episode. I don't we did we... have some real weird shit. I there. don't think we've got a theme next week, so. Alright, all right. gods. <laughs> An episode of gods about fucking. Yeah. Alright, yeah, okay, listen to Also, me. we're weekly now, according to me. <laughs> uh, I can't, I, can you imagine if this was weekly? <laughs> The content we come up with. All the ideas we've had. Yeah. Okay, shall I... Shall I Is shall it your we... turn? Yeah, it's my turn. It's okay. my turn. Um, I'm presenting to you the Feasting Vulture, who, when you're in combat, in a sort of safari situation, uh, <laughs> you've come up against a, a rough horde of lions, perhaps, a pride, or, or maybe some charging rhinoceroses or some fearsome poachers, and you've struggled in this combat, you're, you're, things are Wait, looking bad. Hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> we shook hands. Carry on. <laughs> you see a vulture circling overhead, ready to pick on your bones when you've, when you've failed and yeah, died yeah, in the yeah, combat. Yeah, yeah. And what you can do, if you have someone capable of shooting some fireballs or arrows or otherwise uh, taking down the vulture um, is to turn away from the combat with the fearsome poachers or the lions uh-huh. or the charging rhinoceri to try and kill the vulture who yeah. will give you a boon. Uh, I think it's going to heal your health up. I think it's going to give you a little crit. I think it's it's going to be really powerful if you manage to take down the swooping vulture who's ready to consume your bone marrow. So in instances when there is a battle on a safari battlescape... I agree. There just... <laughs> there just will be one of these creatures. Yeah. And if you kill it, that's of enormous value to you. Yeah. Okay. But I have to spend my turn not uh, engaging with with the, the pressing combat that might kill me. Yeah. I've got to try and snipe this bird. 
what, who will be swooping and hollering. Is it just, you know, magical, you kill it and you get the benefit, or is it like, I don't know, it's blood is very good and you got to drink some, or...? Um, yeah, I like the lore aspect of it having cool blood and you drink some, but I also don't want that to take up another turn. Like, if you've shot once, like, risked it again to shoot and then you get it, I think you just grab it, drink the blood, and that's not an action. I guess it depends on... Well, you could call it a bonus action if it's just the sure. picture of picking it up and, and slurping some down. But it, I guess it depends on how useful... If it is, what, like, you're totally healed up, then that is worth two turns. Yeah. Um, if it's just like you get a spell slot back, then yeah, it's maybe not worth committing two turns to. I'm saying like 50% HP. Okay. Regardless of how low you are, you return to 50. Okay. Um, he spawns at maybe 30, maybe 20, maybe 10, maybe five. The, the 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 bird becomes a factor when you've reached that health. Yeah, he he's not swooping for any man who's just on full health. I suppose that makes sense. It's yeah. A, yeah, the vulture. Yeah, he's yeah. ready to to eat your marrow. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's that that's that's who he is. He's he's a bird, <laughs> um, and if you snipe him down, you're gonna drink his blood. You're gonna get one. Um, you're gonna return to fifty percent HP, and you're gonna get one reroll. Okay. The Feasting Vulture. The Feasting Vulture. Nicely done. Thank you. Scrap. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want an idea that I could make up on the spot? We could work, because, you know, the, the, the prompt. Well, the one you'd, you'd planned out so beautifully, <laughs> um, I, think, I think improv is probably the way to go. Well, so there's, there's one that we, I could, I'll say it, and you'll be like, okay, that's an item of clothing. Yeah. And we could go from there. Uh-huh. And there's two things that are just, I wrote them down, but they are just words. I like words. Okay, well, one of them is the word giraffe, but there's an H before the I. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> giraffe. I don't know what... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my plan was. <laughs> and the other is giraffe tongue. Giraffe is spelt normally in this instance. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the work of Giraffe Tongue Orchestra? No. Oh, it's got it's got members of uh, Mastodon and um, the Mars Volta. And uh, oh, those guys in Mastodon really like their big animal band names. They do. They certainly do. And they're very cool. Uh, they've got a really cool song called Adapt or Die, which is a little bit animally. Um, okay. But this is all the giraffe tongue content I have for you, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> you really started that like you had a lot more. <laughs> I ran out of runway very quickly. Giraffe tongues are black. Mm -hmm. Because they're so up high in the sun and stuff, and they're they're eating leaves that aren't, you know, they they they're never protected from the sun. So yeah. the giraffe tongues have actually evolved to be very melanistic. Yeah, that's everything I know about giraffe tongues. Uh, no, they 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 can deal with ants. Yeah, they've got like a layer that protects them from ants because ants are always up there crawling around as well. Okay, so so we go on a quest 
to meet the blessed giraffe and get licked by its big black tongue, um, <laughs> which will then give us a sort of most popular category on Pornhub. <laughs> which will then give us protection from little creepy crawlies and baddies, but only little guys. Okay. So, I, I guess... <laughs> the transitive property of ant protection is what I'm saying. <laughs> I guess you'd have to tell your players that... Look, there's a cave. Uh-huh. You'd have to tell them before play started. In my universe, mm-hmm. there exists a whimsical giraffe that can impart upon you resistance to regular ants. I think it's really funny <laughs> if you just tell them there's a cave. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the cave, they've been swarmed by ants and they're like really poisoned and stuff. Like later they meet the giraffe. They're like, <laughs> well, if you come by me earlier, I could have licked you and it would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Should we just should we pivot this podcast into just being about D and D pranks, where you just <laughs> go with ways to make your players not want to play your games? Yeah. 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 I think that's oh, ideal. Yeah. So so he licks you. Yeah. And you resist regular insects. No. No. Little guys. Little guys. Like a, like a goblin. And how does that manifest? The goblin comes up to you. He goes, <laughs> And he swings his axe at your leg. And it, it sort of bounces off the, the giraffe. So you have like 100% immunity to anything under like medium size. Any guys. little guys. <laughs> I'll be extremely frustrated to find out later. <laughs> just like... Just anything under a certain size could do no harm to you at all. Oh, you know, the saliva sort of drips off of you over the course of right. three or four months. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so three to four month long protection of anything small or lower size class. Yes. Which is to say about half the size of a human being. Cool. So that's quite a large thing to be permanently protected against. Yeah. Like, imagine there are guard dogs and, like, your brain, and they're like, release the hounds. And you're just like, idiots. I was Wait. licked by a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly the mechanic I want to introduce. Yeah, okay, good. Well, that's that's that done. Yeah. Your turn, I guess. Oh, my turn again? <laughs> you said you had three things. Yeah, but I did your thing, you fucker. <laughs> yeah, but that was my thing. <laughs> Next up, we got the Poacher, who is a, another safari-based enemy. Yeah. Um, so, look, we're taking our player characters to a sort of desert setting here. Okay. you just got to accept that. I know it doesn't come up a lot normally. It's not like your, your average fantasy. But, but we're going on safari. And the baddie is a Poacher. Right. Who goes around killing the nice animals... Um, maybe you've met the, uh, the giraffe with the sacred mother tongue, uh, and she doesn't like her friends being killed. Makes sense. Um, she doesn't like this poacher who's going around. Um, and what the thing about this poacher is, he doesn't just poach animals with a gun. Oh. He poaches them in a salty broth to make potions that turn him, give him a sort of animal element or a, or a bestial verve. Um, as he as he takes you on in combat, 
Um, so I'm, I'm thinking he's got like stages, yeah. and, and as you're as you're taking him down, he like takes out a vial and swigs it, and he suddenly has aspect of the cheetah, and he's zooming Very around, well, giving you scratches, or he could uh, he could have a gazelle, which is <laughs> <laughs> which makes him really bouncy and hard yeah, to hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so he's got these these vials full of animals that he's poached down into a little potion. Yeah. Um, and upon defeating the poacher, once you've gone past the lion stage and the bear stage and the gazelle stage and the vulture stage and the bear wombat typical, stage, typical safari animal. Yeah, bear. yeah, the big bear, the big, <laughs> the African large bear. <laughs> Maybe this is a condition for being licked by the giraffe. We know it's a big buff, so she's like, you know, if you take down the poacher, ah. then you can have you can as have as many my licks as you want, as many licks as you like. You come back any time, and I'll give you the BBT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I like that. Like he'll he'll knock back a vial and then grow a big rhino horn and yeah. and, and stab you and charge at you. Um, this is the kind of thing where I very much appreciate the new format where we don't type out stats for these things. Yeah. Because I don't want to type out four formats of this man's powers. <laughs> <laughs> it does mean that these episodes tend to tap out after about 32 minutes. But, uh, oh, that's okay, That's though. fine, though. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I wonder if we could take any of his vials. I don't know. Maybe it's a sort of choice between having his aspects of the animals, which the giraffe might consider disrespectful, yeah. or having the blessed lick and of the giraffe. And she'll know. She'll she can know. smell her friends on you if Absolutely. you're coming back with potions. Yeah. So at the end of this fight, the, the, the team is faced with a, a choice between having powerful aspects of the safari animal or immunity from all little guys <laughs> for three to four months. This is a very compelling safari campaign we're writing. I think it is. And by we, I largely mean you. <laughs> <laughs> My ideas included the, the erection horn. <laughs> And giraffe spelt with oh, an H. Come on, man! Don't do down the direction horn. <laughs> <laughs> we can find a place for the erection horn in this. <laughs> so those those were my ideas. Were there any others of yours that we wanted to to have a look at? So the other ideas I've had that we we haven't talked about. There's the, there's the masks. The yeah. other one, would, I wrote it down and like. The Cape Buffalo Cape. So I imagine that's a cape. Mm-hmm. And that's all I know about that. There's a giraffe with an H. There's the giraffe siege ram. Yeah. Which I was picturing as a big... So a picture like a fantasy giraffe. So it's even bigger. It's yeah. a massive thing. And it's it's... You sort of cut it off... It's hard, yeah. and you cut off at like the base of the neck, so you've just got a big neck and a giraffe head on the end. I was end. so confused by what you meant by, it's hard. <laughs> it's all hard. It's <laughs> just a rigid guy. Cool, and you can, cool. you, can, you can use the dead head, you can point that down so the horns are facing, yeah. and you get a big army to drive that into a wall, Yeah. and that breaks a hole in the wall, and then once you've got that through, you can manipulate the head 
so that its 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 head is looking out into the into the castle yeah. that you breached, and its mouth is open, and then your guys can go through the neck, wow, and out the mouth. That's the giraffe siege ram. Okay, <laughs> I think that this would be a wonderful bit of colour during our safari campaign. Like, yeah. to hear that someone is using the giraffe siege ram, I would well, love. Why would there be a siege in our safari campaign? <laughs> you know, to, to break into one of the safari castles. Yeah. That they have. <laughs> they, they got them. It's a yeah. medieval safari. Uh, you, know, if, if, you know what? I'll say it. If you get... If we get... $400 a month on Patreon, uh-huh. we'll, we'll do this. So, you know, get your friends on the Patreon. We'll release a Patreon-only us playing the Safari campaign. But only, Just only, only if we get to $400. So, you know, get your friends on the Patreon that still exists for reasons that escape me. And I regularly forget to pause, so I'm sorry, Rory M. Spence, for the amount that you've been charged <laughs> for no reason. I would happily do this for £10. <laughs> no, I won't. $400. Do we, do we want to talk about anything else? That sounds to me like the, like the end of our road. <laughs> so now if you're going to have any Safari D&D games... Well, we've probably, we've probably given you some excellent material to work with. I really do genuinely hope that we have. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank Follow you so much. On Twitter, at Dragnose Podcast. Yeah. Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a mere 399 further dollars. <laughs> and then you get the campaign of a lifetime. <laughs> So next, are we actually, I don't know when the next episode will be. It might be a long hiatus like last time because I might have other podcasts starting or it might be in about a month or two from now. But um, are we doing demigods that are sex guys? No. Okay. What are we doing? Crime. 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 (laughs) Okay. There's already a whole class in D&D devoted to that. Okay. Crime. Join us for the crime episode next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.